Welcome to Front Range. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here and uh, just glad you're joining with us. If you've never joined with us here at Front Range or online before, I want to welcome you. you know, we're a, a church here that simply exists to help you build community, discover your purpose, and grow in your faith in Jesus. I hope you had a, a great Christmas time. This kind of week between Christmas and New Year's is something we do special uh, at Front Range every year. We give kind of the week off uh, for our staff and Dream Team members uh, to be able to rest, to relax, and to spend time with family uh, after working so hard uh, to pull off the Christmas services. So hope you had a great Christmas and are looking forward to a great new year. Next week, we will be back uh, to our regular service times and regular location uh, at 9 and 10.30 at Renaissance Secondary School. So love to see you there in person. If not, we'll be here online as well. We do have a lot of events coming up here at the beginning of the year, so be sure to check out our events page over at frontrange.org. See all the things we have uh, coming up soon. Hey, when's the last time that you really challenged yourself to do something hard, and then you actually completed it? I remember for myself a few years ago, I had a, a friend who worked here at Front Range, and uh, we'll, call him, we'll call him Steve Cloder. And uh, Steve, he, he told me that, group people from the church were going to do something called a, a tough mutter. Now, I had no idea what that was, but Steve told me it was going to be fun and that we were all going to do it together. Well, it turns out that neither of those were true. Number one, I found out it was a 10-mile obstacle course uh, with 15 different obstacles spread throughout. And you have to know that I don't know that I've traveled more than like three miles outside of a car uh, up to that point. So that was going to be a problem. And then number two, uh, when we got there, uh, right before we got there, actually, Steve and a few others uh, all of a sudden just couldn't make it. So all of a sudden, our group got a lot smaller. It was great. Now, one thing you need to know about me is that I don't naturally uh, just take on physical challenges. I don't seek them out. I'm a guy who, well, I like comfort. I like sitting on my couch. I like not sweating. It's great. So I'm not exactly the target market for a 10-mile obstacle course, but there we were getting ready to start the event, and I found out that two of the obstacles were simply running up a ski slope. Like, not down, but up. Not the way they designed it. And that's less of an obstacle and more what I would just consider dumb. And then the last obstacle we encountered was a, a giant mud pit we had to go through with all these wires hanging down with 10,000 volts of electricity running through them. In fact, you could hear like the electricity popping off these wires. And one of those things he just like, all right, put my head down and let's just get this over with. And got about halfway through one of the wires, it popped me right, right in the back of the neck. And I lost all control and just face planted right there in the mud. Much to the uh, enjoyment of the crowd that had gathered to watch this electrical torture chamber. But I ended up finishing, thankfully and somehow, and I kind of think I learned two lessons uh, that day. Number one, never trust a Steve. That's right, you know who you are, I don't trust you. And number two, that I'm capable of doing a lot more than I thought I was. I mean, it took a challenge, right? It took challenging me to get out of the things that are comfortable and do something that honestly I thought was impossible and that I thought I could never do, but that challenge really helped. And I think this time of year is a good time uh, to be looking at challenging ourselves. you know, going into a new year. A lot of people like to make goals, make resolutions, to do uh, maybe things that they wanna do less of or do more of or do differently, like lose weight or eat healthier or spend less time on social media. And all those are good things, but I wonder what it would look like this year if we would challenge ourselves spiritually, challenge ourselves to do things that we never thought possible, challenge ourselves to do something spiritually that we've never done before. 
I want to take a quick look at a, a guy in the Bible who really challenged himself, himself and his three friends, to do something that was, well, it's crazy. And honestly, it was unheard of at that time. But that challenge they took ended up changing their lives. The guy's name is Daniel. And we're actually going to be looking in the book of Daniel, uh, starting in chapter 1, uh, in verse 3. Here's what it says. Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, the chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both the royal family and of the nobility, youths without blemish of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them a daily portion of food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank, and they were to be educated for three years. And at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. So what's happening here is Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of Babylon at that time, he had just conquered the kingdom of Judah and its main city, Jerusalem. And kind of his uh, custom in that time was to uh, take some of the, the young men and young boys from the uh, cities that he captured and bring them back to Babylon. And he would train them, or you could say brainwash uh, them to become Babylonians, to enter into service uh, for Babylon. And it was kind of a way of weakening the places uh, that he conquered by taking some of their, their best people and also by strengthening uh, his own kingdom at the same time. But let's continue in the story. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youths who are of your own age. So would you endanger my head with the king? Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, test your servants for 10 days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and he tested them for 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were in better appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate all the king's food. So the steward took away their food and wine and they were to drink and gave them vegetables. So Daniel had a choice, right? He could go along, kind of take the easy way with what everyone else was doing and eat the, the king's food, drink the king's wine, probably the, the best stuff that you could have had in that day. But he also knew that that food he was commanded not to eat by God. First, because it was considered unclean, by the Jews, and also because it was food that had been offered to uh, sacrifice for Babylonian gods before being served to them. Or Daniel could take on this three-year challenge of not eating any of the king's food and not drinking any of his wine. It was a big sacrifice. In fact, the uh, king would have obviously been very upset uh, to hear that someone was choosing not to eat his food, and so that's why the Official in charge was very reluctant uh, to take up Daniel's plan. He kind of had to negotiate a uh, trial phase there. But in the end, uh, it was shown that the, the sacrifice uh, was worth it. You know, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if uh, you were on a cruise. And instead of being able to eat out of the buffet or the restaurants or, you know, the pizza that you can grab at any time, you choose to order a salad for every single meal. Not, not exactly an, an easy choice to make there. In fact, what Daniel did today is considered an actual popular uh, method of fasting. It's simply called the Daniel Fast. And uh, we as a church, uh, we're actually going to be uh, doing a fast together uh, starting next week. So I encourage you not to miss that uh, and to participate along with us uh, as a part of that fast. But 
Daniel, later on, uh, we read in the, in the chapter that, that him and his three friends that had taken upon this challenge, it says that the three years had passed and that King Nebuchadnezzar came and that he found them to be the strongest, the healthiest, and the wisest people in the entire kingdom because of what they had chosen to do. And that allowed them to gain influence uh, in the kingdom of Babylon. And that influence directly led to the rebuilding and the return to Jerusalem. That sacrifice had a worldwide effect. But what does that mean for us today? Because I'm going to assume there's probably not many of us here watching that, that have a choice in our diet that could change the world. But I mentioned earlier that this is a great time to talk about challenging ourselves and challenging ourselves spiritually to do something that we've never done before. What if we could make a sacrifice similar to Daniel, make a sacrifice in our lives that would, that would change our spiritual lives forever? What if we could spend more time reading God's word? What if we could read through the entire Bible in a year? What would that do for us? How would it impact our relationships? How would it impact our finances? How would it impact our parenting? How would that impact our marriages if we were to do that? Because I believe taking on a challenge like that will impact every area of our life. You know, I look at uh, my own life for, for me and my wife and specific to, to finances and where we're at. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that we are where we are because the fact that we followed biblical principles when it comes to finances. Principles like giving back to God and tithing, to save for the future, and most importantly, to know that everything we have ultimately belongs to God, and so to live our lives open-handed, ready to give. And through those, we are able to, to worry less about what we have or what we don't have, and instead focus on how we can bless others. And it's no secret, right? I mean, it's, it's right here in the book, all these principles. And so by taking on this, this challenge of, of reading God's word, I think it's going to have that impact in every area of our life. But just like Daniel, a challenge requires sacrifice. And in this case, I think for a lot of us, that sacrifice would be time. I know for me, the number one excuse I have for, for not doing something like this is simply saying, I just, I don't have enough time. It's what I find myself saying a lot of times. But uh, the other day I was actually watching uh, someone who was much smarter than me kind of give a talk on this. And he talked about how we all say that, that we don't have time, but it really makes no sense because we all have the same amount of time. Right? I mean, it's actually the only resource that we all have the exact same amount of, no matter what. So we all have time. The question is, are we able to make time? Because I choose what I make time for and what I don't make time for. And what I make time for, that's what I prioritize. Those are the things that I consider important in my life. And so really the challenge is, will we sacrifice the time we have to spend time in God's word? And will we make time to do that every day. Now here at Front Range, we want to help with that. We give some practical tools here. So we've created a uh, sermon series hub just for this message. Uh, and on there, you're going to find a few reading plans. One of them is to read through the Bible in a year. Pretty self-explanatory. It actually goes chronologically through the Bible. It's very interesting. And it kind of gives, uh, you know, chunks of scripture to read every single day that in the end, you will have read through the whole Bible in a year. And if you get behind on that, like I know I will, uh, probably within the first few weeks, don't worry. There's easy ways to catch up or adjust the plan and uh, extend the time, whatever you need to do. I know there's also some of us watching today that maybe we've never read more than a chapter of the Bible at a time. And so to go from that 
to the entire Bible in a year may seem impossible. And if that's you, uh, we've got some other reading plan options on there as well. Because the ultimate goal here is to create this habit of getting into God's word, of, of reading the Bible every single day, and then seeing the impact that's gonna have. So the challenge today is to sacrifice some of the time that we have so that every day we're getting into God's word. Every day we're reading more of the Bible. And to join us on this plan to read through the entire Bible in a year. And then let's see. Let's see what impact that has in every area of our life. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day and thank you for this time. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. God, I thank you that, uh, Lord, that you've given us your word that we can read anytime we want to. And God, I pray that we will be able to prioritize that right now over this upcoming year. God, that we would make reading your word a priority in our life and that we would make time. God, to whether it's reading through the entire Bible in a year or maybe it's just doing a reading plan for the first time that we've never done, but building that habit of getting into your word every single day. And God, I pray for the, the impact that, that has on our life, that we would take what we read and we would apply it. God, that every area of our life would be impacted by your word and that we would be able to hear from you and you would speak to us. And God, I just thank you again for the, the opportunity uh, that we have here, uh, Lord, and just the looking forward to, to a new year and a new start and a new beginning in our relationship with you. And Lord, just thank you again for this opportunity. It's your name we pray. Amen.